Hello and welcome, this is Marisa Vikramanayaka and you are about to listen to the podcast version of the very first In Conversation with Interview for Australian Women Writers, the web video series. And in this episode, the very first one, we interview and basically have a very fun informal chat with author Robin Bauer, who's just published Beyond Home, A Daughter's Journey, and we talk about travelling, adventures, and we try to get her to sing for us, but um, unfortunately, no dice. Enjoy! Tell us about Beyond Home, and you. Beyond Home is a story about a woman who's based in Perth. I don't actually mention Perth. But she's in Perth. She's not young, she's not old. She's that in the middle-of-the-road age. She's gone through some trials. He's a distant man, loves her dearly, but they find it really difficult to communicate. And she, she's not that impressed with, with how it's going. When she discovers he's died, she goes over to his place and, and when that all happens, she finds a diary. So the diary, she doesn't know whether it's his or whether it's been given to him. But, but from what she had thought of his life, she thought he'd been a public servant in Perth and hadn't really done anything very exciting, hadn't travelled or done anything. She discovers from this diary that he has had a very exciting life in Burma and has done some fantastic things. So she decides to travel to Burma and discover what his life was really like there. Do you like gardening? Because there's gardening in both your books now. Yes, there is a little bit of a gardening thing. There's lots of things. There's father-daughter relationships, there's gardening and gardening, and then there's that whole, oh, I might be pregnant, oh, I am not pregnant. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, I, I don't know who my mother is or my parents are. Oh, I need to go find my family. There's a lot of that. Family secrets, yes. fathers, yes. you know, gardening. Well, the gardening thing... My my mother and also always foreign cultures as well. Yes, well, my mother had a wonderful garden, and we had two gardens when I was growing up. And my grandmother had a fantastic rose garden and a beautiful beautiful garden. And then when we moved, my mother also had a beautiful garden. So I had my own little garden as a child, and I would pick off the leaves and different flowers and take them to school for show and tell and and put them in front of the class and test people on what leaf was what, and I'd know all of the names and, and all of that. So I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> You're such an annoying, naughty dog. <laughs> yes, it would have been. It would have been. What a know-it-all. <laughs> but, of course, I, I have forgotten all of that. I don't do any gardening at all now, but I do love being in gardens, and I have a lovely garden because my husband does, does all the gardening. He's fantastic at it so I, I have a love of nature and a, a love of that natural landscape Where did you get the idea from? my father was born in Burma and I have a disclaimer here I'm going to say that the book is not based on my father that he is the seed for the idea if you like he was born in Rangoon in the 1920s and he had to leave with his family because the Japanese invaded Burma. <clears throat> so he then went to England and grew up there. So that's really the, the seed of the idea is 
I've heard a lot of talk from his family. He had five sisters who were also born there, and I've seen photographs of his life there. So that that was how the idea came about. How much research did you do? Research for me is everything. So I spend about 20% writing and 80% researching. And this is a bit of a process that can go on forever, as anybody who writes knows. I find that I need to research every detail just to try and make the story as authentic as possible. So she's a horticulturalist. I'm not a horticulturalist, so I have to find out how she does things, how she puts plants together and, you know, all of the ways that that happens. Her husband is a doctor and they he does study in France, so I need to learn a little bit about what he studied and where it was and if was it in Paris and what was the day like when he was studying. A little bit about that. Even though I've been there, it's different from the character's perspective. You have to do that research. <clears throat> and then the Burma part of it, I've travelled a lot in Asia, but I need to know about the, the jungle. I, I need to know about the weather and describe the weather and describe the different parts of the country, look at the different buildings, the different architecture type, and, and of course, all of the characters. And then I have this drug theme running through, so I needed to research about how to make uh, heroin from opium from heroin and all that kind of thing. So that was all very fascinating. So how do, how, how do you figure out when to stop researching and when to sit down and write? Or is yes. that really very tempting? That is very tempting. <laughs> Uh, so you get the entire story down and then later I can go and research. So I like to do that first. So I've got my story there. Then I do the research and then I go back and rewrite and re self-edit, etc. Mm -hmm. And then I can – I'll still need further research along the way as well. So how, how do you decide like, uh, what details to keep in, what will uh, help the reader get into the story or what will prevent the reader from doing so? engaging so once the first draft is down that's just me doing an absolute mind dump of everything and I, I use this mind mapping technique and then just handwriting on paper just eyes closed kind of like channeling <laughs> quite, quite interesting <laughs> so I get that first draft and then of course I've got I've got duplication I've got things out of order I've got lots of things that shouldn't be there, uh, words that I don't want, redundant words. So I go back, I take out all of the adjectives, all the adverbs, I take out scenes that don't move the, the story forward. Obviously, it's it's what I think is going to help the story. If, if I've got some description about a character that really doesn't do anything to the story, I don't really need to explain what that character is wearing or whatever, then that's got to come out. It's all about killing your darlings, isn't it? Tell us things no one else knows about you, stuff that's surprising. Surprising? I walked up to Everest Base Camp. Okay. It was another lifetime ago, of course. I went up there on a trekking expedition. Oh, I didn't go to the top. That, that would have made news headlines, I think. <laughs> I walked to the bottom of it. But that was, that was 28 days of walking. So that was a, a bit of a feat in itself. I managed to avoid falling into glaciers and, and getting altitude sickness when everyone else was getting it around me. I've always seen you in like heels 
gowns and dresses and things. So I can't imagine you in that kind of outfit walking up there, you know, with your lipstick and makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, yeah. oh, I've got plenty of photos of that. Hiking and no. Yes. No, it's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. Well, I, and apart from that, I was also in the Army Reserves. Yeah. So, you know, firing. That's even weird to like imagine. Right. Like, no, it wasn't for me. <laughs> but I did get lots of experience. Actually, I have used a bit about that in the book as well, a little bit about military tactics and, and going on patrols and things. So that's where that comes from, my army training. Why write? Did you always want to write? School, I, I was good at English. That's what I did. So I wrote compositions and I loved reading them out. And I, I, I hope that others enjoyed them as well. And I've always had that throughout my life that I was going to do something with it. I've just been the biggest procrastinator that you could ever meet. So now at the great age that I am, I'm finally doing it. So my advice to other wannabe writers is never give up and you're never too old. What would you want to be in another life? If you could. I always wanted to be a performer, to sing and dance and act. Barbara Streisand was my ultimate hero. So I've you seen everything she's ever been in, and I love her voice, I love her acting, I love her comedic qualities, and I wanted to be her. And you won't sing for us? No, I can't. No, I can't sing. I, I mean, I have had lessons. I can sing in tune. But uh, it would do a major disservice to myself if I attempted right now. What's stopping you from going on to sing, dance and act now? Well, I have done some of it in the past. As I said, I did have singing lessons only because I, I wanted to see if I could do it well, at least of any kind of singing. And I was in some amateur theatre, musicals, that kind of stuff. So I have done a bit of that. Uh, I just sing for myself now. I just sing for my own enjoyment. Okay. <laughs> what, is, what is something you keep trying and failing at? Trying and failing. Mm -hmm. I think we all are trying and we're all failing all the time, every day. And on the other side of the coin, we are all succeeding in everything we try. It's a strange thing. I can't really explain it in terms of... I, I do feel like I'm trying a lot and failing a lot at things. Mm -hmm. And yet, in my life, everything that I have put as a goal, I've accomplished. So I'm really pleased with how I've done that. What drives you? Drives me. I want to be remembered. I want to be that person who can say, I have achieved and um, made a difference to people. Mm -hmm. I would like my stories to change people's lives. Ah. That's a big ask, isn't it? I would love to have a body of work that people can read and go, wow, that changed my life. <laughs> What's the book that changed yours? I really loved... Well, there are many books, many books. The one book that I read and 
changed my life is, is probably a bit strong. Charlotte's Web, I loved. I cried at Charlotte's Web. That changed my life. But I still don't like spiders. <laughs> What's your favourite book that has left a legacy? My favourite book, I've got many favourite books. I love Shipping News by Annie Poole. I love Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood. As a as a young person, I read Catcher in the Rye and loved that just for its absurdity and its humour. I probably didn't quite understand the entirety of it back then. I love To Kill a Mockingbird. I love Sophie's Choice. I love lots of different books that, that tell the struggles of people and how they get over them, which basically is every book that's good. And recommend an Australian female writer. We have so many wonderful Australian writers. I did Australian literature at university and that was a long time ago. We did we did some of the, the greats Henry Handel, Richardson, etc. So nowadays we've got so many right here in Perth. We've got Amanda Curtin and we have Anna Funder and many, many prize winners. So I think the Australian Female writers are really coming into their own now, which is fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're listening to our informal chat and interview with Robin Bauer, author of Beyond Home, A Daughter's Journey, which is out now on Amazon. So just go ahead and click the links in the description or on the post um, that you got this from. The website for Australian Women Writers is, as always, www.australianwomenwriters.com and you can find more information on Robin and other Australian female writers there. Hope to see you again next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.